Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is John chapter 13. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, we love you. We love Jesus. We pray that as we read this chapter, we would understand and we would learn to love each other as you love us. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. John chapter 13. Now, before the feast of the Passover, Jesus knowing that his hour had come, that he would depart from this world to the Father, and having loved his own in the world, loved them to the end. And as a dinner was taking place, when the devil had already put into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, that he should betray him, because he knew that the Father had given him all things into his hands, and that he had come forth from God and was going away to God, he got up from the dinner and took off his outer clothing and taking a towel, tied it around himself. Then he poured water into the wash basin and began to wash the feet of the disciples and to wipe them dry with the towel which he had tied around himself. Then he came to Simon Peter. He said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will understand after these things. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet forever. Jesus replied to him, Unless I wash you, you do not have a share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, The one who has bathed only needs to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew the one who would betray him. Because of this he said, Not all of you are clean. Now, when he had washed their feet and taken his outer clothing and reclined at the table again, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you speak correctly, for I am. If then I, your teacher and Lord, wash your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example, that just as I have done for you, you also do. Truly, truly, I say to you, A slave is not greater than his master, nor a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you understand these things, you are blessed if you do them. I am not speaking about all of you. I know whom I have chosen. But in order that the scripture would be fulfilled, the one who eats my bread has lifted up his heel against me. From now on I am telling you before it happens, in order that when it happens, you may believe that I am he. Truly, truly, I say to you, the one who receives anyone I send receives me, and the one who receives me receives the one who sent me. When he had said these things, Jesus was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Truly, truly, I say to you, that one of you will betray me. The disciples began looking at one another, uncertain about whom he was speaking. One of his disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, was reclining close beside Jesus. So Simon Peter gestured for this one to inquire who it was about whom he was speaking. He leaned back, accordingly, against Jesus' chest and said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus replied, It is he to whom I dip the piece of bread and give it to him. Then after dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas, son of Simon Iscariot. And after the piece of bread, then Satan entered into him. Then Jesus said to him, What you are doing, do quickly. 
Now, no one of those reclining at table knew for what reason he said this to him. For some were thinking because Judas had the money box, Jesus was telling him, purchase what we need for the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. So after he had taken the piece of bread, he went out immediately, and it was night. Then when he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him immediately. Children, yet a little time I am with you. You will seek me, and just as I said to the Jews, where I am going you cannot come. Now I say also to you, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus replied, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow later. Peter said to him, Lord, why am I not able to follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus replied, Will you lay down your life for me? Truly I say to you, the rooster will not crow until you have denied me three times. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. John sets the scene saying that Jesus knew what was coming for him and that Jesus loved his disciples. So Jesus washes the feet of his disciples. This is the work that a slave would do. It bothered Peter because Peter knew that Jesus was great. So why was Jesus humbling himself like this? Well, Jesus makes that point that if he is willing to do the most menial task of a servant, then his followers should be willing to do that too. Washing is also symbolic, and Jesus speaks of that in his reply to Peter. He says, not all of you are clean, referring to Judas, who was planning to betray him. Being clean, symbolically, is being free from sin. So, I think there's a connection with us helping each other remove sin from our lives. If I see you sinning, I shouldn't just leave you in that, but I should want to lovingly help you get rid of that sin. Jesus explains that one of them is going to betray him. He says this so that when it happens, you may believe that I am he. There is the unnamed disciple, just called the one whom Jesus loved, who asks Jesus who was going to betray him. Jesus does show him that it will be Judas. The one whom Jesus loved is probably the author, John. But what a great way to describe himself, the one whom Jesus loved. Judas leaves to fetch the guard to arrest Jesus. John adds that it was night, gives us the thought of Judas leaving the light of Jesus and going into the darkness. Jesus speaks about how he will be glorified. He will be glorified through the cross, the most shameful death. Jesus says he is leaving them a new commandment, to love one another. That wasn't a new commandment. The law of Moses said, love your neighbor like yourself. On the other hand, Jesus showed the love in dying for us. So he made it new and real in a way like never before. Peter says that he's willing to die for Jesus, but Jesus explains that Peter will deny Jesus three times that night. And now for a deeper dive. 
Jesus explains the foot washing in verse 14. If I then, your Lord and teacher, wash your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example, that just as I have done for you, you also do. Truly, truly, I say to you, a slave is not greater than his master, nor a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you understand these things, you are blessed if you do them. So, does that mean that we need to have regular foot washing ceremonies? Some churches do. What did Jesus intend? One angle to consider is if this is found anywhere else in the Bible. This is the only passage I know of where we could get the teaching that we need to wash one another's feet. If we only get a teaching or practice from a single passage in the Bible, we should be very wary of that idea. I'm not saying it would be wrong to have a foot washing ceremony. However, we could have a foot washing ceremony and completely miss what Jesus is trying to teach. In those days, they typically wore open-toed sandals. They walked everywhere on unpaved roads, so their feet would get very dirty. They would need washing. It was a low, humble job, and Jesus did it. We typically drive around in cars on paved roads and wear shoes and socks that cover our feet so they don't get too dirty. There isn't the need for that job most of the time. But if there's any job that we think is beneath us, anything where we say, I draw the line at doing that, then maybe that is the foot washing we need to be doing. If it is motivated by love. Because when love sees a need, Love wants to provide for that need, even if it is a humble task. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.